Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome back to On the Cusp, and I've got my co-host Matt Snyder back with me again. <laughs> back again. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and with us today is Grant Knuckles. And, and we're, we're, you know, we could talk about individual things, but serial entrepreneur, dude, you just can't get enough. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, well, um, yeah, we, we were talking earlier, you know, it's, I think part of it for me, it is a joy. It's a lot of fun. I grew up in a, in a small business household. Um, going back generations, I, I married a girl who grew up in a small business household. So I think to a degree it's in your blood and you do one and it, it is kind of a little bit of an addiction. You want to do more. And then we can also talk about, uh, you know, if, if you're in a market being an entrepreneur that's booming, growing on its own, uh, maybe your businesses naturally grow versus being in a market that is maybe on the rebound or stagnant. And sometimes, like I say, you have to grow your own pie. If the pie is not being grown for you, and, uh, and I think that's another reason we see maybe in a town like Shreveport, right. a lot and of you, people. You know, retention of businesses in Shreveport and Bossier is important sure. to us. We, we need to find a way to retain a lot of those businesses because it's, it's jobs. And yep. you've done that. You, you, it you've is. really it's, gone in there and said, okay, that's, we can make that even better. It's been fun with, with so I did Twisted Root, which is bringing a franchise yeah. to Shreveport versus a restaurant like Jacqueline's that had been here as long as I've been born, you know, 40 years. More than me. And I think as much as I love Twisted Root and it's cool, you know, that was a concept that was created in Dallas, whereas Jacqueline's was created here with famous local chefs. Well, um, I'm always talking about, so, you know, catching our culture up and all that. And that is important. And having the restaurants like Cypress that looks like what's happening in Dallas yeah. and whatever is important. But probably even more important is having your stalwart cultural sure. things that have been here forever. So something like Jacqueline's or Cuban liquor. I mean, Cuban yep. has such a feel to it. I like places like that and travel and look for cool grocery stores like yep. Maxwell's. or, And it's really hard to find. I, I mean, I don't know that I've ever been into a liquor store in a community that has more of a local vibe to it than right. Cuban. So, I mean, those things are such a big piece of the cultural puzzle. Yeah, I mean- Talk the, about how those deals come together. You have a long-term family that owns this business. How do you guys fall into that? It's interesting because the two owners came about it from totally different standpoints. So, Jacqueline's 40 years old. They created the restaurant. Jackie did. She had no chef training. She called brilliant move at her time. She called the two most famous chefs in Shreveport at the time, Dietmar Molitor and Shorty Leonard, said, I want to open a restaurant. I know nothing about food. And so actually, similar to what I did, I also knew nothing about food, but I spent an entire summer, made like 15 trips to Dallas, and, and Twisted Root was willing to let me work on my own dime before I thought I would be ready. They wanted to be sure I would be willing to hire managers that, that had experience. Well, she kind of did that on a smaller scale. They built her menu. She had a 40-year run. And at the end, you know, times change. And I think 
they were just they were ready to retire. They got tired. I think they didn't realize, you know, maybe their costs were getting out of line. Maybe they needed to do some marketing, even though you you know you know better than anybody. Even though you may be a forty year old business, you still may need some modern, oh, yeah. interesting marketing. Yeah. So they said, you know what? But our quality is at an all time high. Our service is at an all time high. We're just going to hang it up. We're going to shut the doors and we're going to peace out. And it's been a good 40 years and we're going to retire to the to wilderness. And that would have been a shame for sure. It would have been a shame, yeah, because you do need the mix. And I think these old iconic restaurants in any city in America are certainly on that short list of where people say this is where you need to go when you come right, to Shreveport. Right. So um, as it happens, uh, my father-in-law is one of their best customers. He's always there kind of hidden secret at Jacqueline's. If you knock on the door around 10.30, one of the old timers, they'll let you in, you know. So <laughs> Mike's been going there weekly. And so he started to hear, uh, hey, they're, they're going to close Jacqueline's and it's for real this time. And um, it's like, you know, I, he and Buddy Flett, my good friend who plays guitar at Twisted Root all the time, was best friends with Jimmy. They had a band. They played at Jacqueline's at night, like in the 80s, would practice there and stuff. So he told me the same thing. And I said, well, if, if y'all are willing to at least maybe introduce me to them. I'd eaten there, but I didn't know them that well. And uh, at the same time, my now partner, Andrew Crawford, he was getting the same thing from his dad, Ed, who's a very good customer. Same thing, hey, like, this is, this is bad. You know, I'm not telling you what to do, but somebody needs to at least try to save this restaurant. They're not even trying to sell it. They just want to. So as it goes, long story short, he and I both reached out through these back channels like on a Monday or Tuesday. And by Thursday, you know, we all met at going to Rhino every day. So I'd see Andrew every day and we're pretty honest, yeah. guys, right. what's going on? I said, have you heard this about Jacqueline's? I'm trying to reach out to Jackie or Jimmy. He said, I heard the same thing. Let's do it together. And so we, um, we reached out to them. I think they were comfortable. The main thing, they did not want to, they understood the legacy of that place too. They didn't want a sticker for sale sign and just sell it to somebody right. they didn't know yeah. who was going to tank it. Yeah, so like P&S Pantry. Big. Have you seen the new oh, remodel of yeah. P&S Pantry? Yeah. You talk about something that can change. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Like that went from a cool little, it looks like it could be on I-49 yeah. and in Bunky. Right. Like, I don't know what happened. So um, we could talk the, the details about what we found after we started uh, business there, but, but Cuban is the opposite. It's like almost 90 years old. One of the... As far as I can tell, one of the oldest continuously operated liquor stores in America. Um, Ron was a third generation owner, and uh, he's known me, our, our families grew up here in Shreveport. He's known me since I was a little kid, and he knew his business was doing great. Any business can do better, and I think we've done some things to, to do that, but you know, uh, I think financially and just the health of the business was great, but he too was ready to retire. I think he was waiting on, he's got two kids, right. waiting on one of them to come back to town. I think they both found um, their, their lives elsewhere. And so I told him, uh, I would always go in there and try to look and see if he was there. Hey man, if you ever get ready to retire, please call me first. And uh, the day after Christmas uh, 2019, uh, he called me. And so, um, you know, and kind of the rest is history. But two interesting dynamics, both important cultural businesses, but um, it's, uh, everybody's like, well, I'd have got Cuban if I'd have, you know, I'd have got Jacqueline's and it, a lot of it is just about putting the bug, go, yeah. going after yes. things that maybe you think, maybe you don't have any business going after, there's no way in the world they're going to talk to you or it's like anything else about relationships. Right. Well, I, I think you, you hit on a key topic there. Don't be afraid to ask. Sure. And that's what we have to do. 
Okay. And I know with our university pitch competitions and some of the things we do, it's all about, you know, empowering young entrepreneurs to not be afraid. Right. Just ask. Yeah. Okay. Most of the time they're flattered for sure. The owners yeah. are flattered that you come in and ask them about the business Yep. because they don't see that a lot. You look back and I think Grant, you probably say the same in the early years of different things, you look back and say, oh my gosh, I would never have the guts to, no. to try that now. Yeah. But that's what makes it successful. That's what I think makes businesses happen and makes things that work and especially the big things. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I would guess that even if you went to big people like a Mark Cuban, he'd be like, dude, I did all kinds of crazy stuff I wouldn't do today. That's right. right. I mean, you definitely take different risks earlier in your career, but I think as you progress the guts, you do get, whether it's guts or, or just the mental capacity to think maybe a few steps ahead and say, you know, that business, it may be doing okay now, but I think it's important to the community. I think it's a good business. And I think here's like A, B, C, D, and E of what I could do to change it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, once you get in there, that may change, but it's at least a good thing to think about. So I got another thing that you and I were visiting about that I think is an interesting thing that people aren't talking about in public settings like this. You and I both started our business and you were one of my first clients right. on the first day I met you at a million cups at Cove yeah. and I mean, you know, just hit it off and what a great friendship and, yep. and business relationship since. But there was this wave at that time, and I guess that's about 10, yeah, 10 years 10 ago, years ago yeah. of our age people that opened all these really cool businesses. I mean, from Great Raft to Key Mexico to you to Rhino to me and our events and all those things. What do you think? There was not a lot of that the 10 years before. Right. That, and I don't see it now. What what would you Is say it a on generational that? thing? Yeah, how do we yeah, encourage the next group? Yeah, I guess yeah. the Where's ones the to, next group. What are we doing? How to do bring we do to get them here? The next group to pick up and because there's going to be ten more businesses, okay? And yeah, that 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 are available. That, that I think one thing I found is that. You know, Shreveport kind of had a lost generation of the kids that didn't come back to Shreveport, kind of through the, the oil and gas bust. And so as a result, you know, those people 10 years older than us were not here moving up the ranks, opening the businesses, getting on the boards, getting into politics. But then you look back 10 years ago, I mean, look at people our age, like I don't, it is not normal for, you know, for me to be on seven, eight nonprofit boards at a high role. It's, it's not normal for you and I to be starting these businesses at that age maybe, or for some of these people getting in huge political uh, levels that yeah. young, but there was a gap. And I think luckily we had parents and, and ancestors too that, that instilled that in us, but instead of having to wait our turn, Man, we just, we hit it, and you're right, it was an explosion. It was, it was. It was and crazy. everybody was doing, the coolest thing about it, and you talked about us, like, Rhino, that window at yeah. Rhino, none of that was, like, put on. No, none that was that organic. Was like, let's create a business group. Right. It was, hey, I opened this marketing company, you just opened this cool restaurant, you just opened a, a coffee right. shop, and we just... You, those people gravitate to each other. Yeah. Because you're in the same kind of mix. You're hanging out in the place you well, want to be. Is there anything we can do to cultivate that? That's to what we got to figure out. We gotta, yeah. You know, we, we, we battle about do we want culture, do we want jobs, okay? But at the same time, 
I think within that discussion, I think we really need to talk about how do we empower people to, to get out there and go for it. Well, the events, the purpose of the events, and when Grant and I and Andrew and Nick Magladen started the events, the whole purpose was we've got to have events that bring young people back to Streetport. We were trying to prevent yeah. the 10 years above us to have and below us. I don't know. I see some of them back. I see some lines, but I also see the cool things that are opening now. Those people are our age still. Yeah. We're still over. I mean, Cypress, they're our age. I mean, I could name a bunch. That it's, I don't see them here. I know some of it is here. I don't see the entrepreneurial spirit in them like we had. Yeah. So maybe we have brought some of them back because I hear the stories and I see the kids and whatever. But maybe we need to keep doing what we're doing, Dave, right here, encouraging those people that are here to leap like that. Yeah, I think said. every each generation definitely needs to engage with the other. And in a town this size, it, it, you know, it, it is not some multi-million population city. You have got, especially in the competitive industries like we're talking about, restaurant, retail, you have got to be open. I mean, I think we are naturally open and welcoming of all types of people. But, I mean, that has been in every business I have done, that has been one of the biggest benefits. And even these new businesses that are successful, you go in at lunch versus dinner versus late night and you see all different stripes of population. Yeah. And we, we have been good you know? at that and that is something to encourage. And I'll say that- Because like, that's what some of the events are designed to do too. We've been better than that than our I mean, you're expanding age. your market. For sure. You know? Like my dad and like their generation did not right. do that the way we did. I mean, you and I were at, Sleep is for the riches for yeah, your grand right, opening together yeah. on Pines Road. Yeah. I mean, like, I want any business here. The more businesses, the more people doing stuff, you never know which one's going to catch on fire. And it makes be the life thing. more fun, but it certainly sure helps it does, kick a business it does. to another I think year. you hit on something there that I want to go back to, and you said you sit, you serve on 10 not-for-profit. Like seven or something. Okay, well, what, yeah, but, I mean, that's a lot. Too after, many. After, that's a lot of time. After right? one, it's many. a lot. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's a lot of time, and, and yeah. I do too, okay? But I think it's important that if you're in business in Shreveport, figure out which one is the most important to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And get involved. Go do it, because that's the way... You influence the community. Sure, it's a, it's a great way. It's not the only way, but I just say, like, we need to be positive in public, and we need to fix the negative in private. Now, I think that's, yeah. that's what got Matt and I in the, the EAP BRS And people are accused of sunshine pumping and all that. Well, I mean, good cities sunshine pump, and good Absolutely. cities fix their problems, but they do it with each other, you know, and there's many ways to do that, but I think... I've enjoyed the nonprofit that way. I've enjoyed getting into politics sometimes that way. Certainly, I, if I could do it anyway, it's through business because I, I have the most enjoyment. Yeah, you know, I doing was going to say that. I'd say the nonprofit stuff's great, but if I'm talking to a young young entrepreneur or a young person here, I'm saying, hey man, if you're on a nonprofit, are you getting something done? Are you moving? I right. sat on a lot of nonprofit boards where my worth to Shreveport would have been better if I would have taken that time and been putting it into a new venture, bringing something else here. Get on boards that value you. And let you make some change. And let you make some change. Yeah. If yeah. you're there to put a resume together, if it's a resume move, well, you're not an entrepreneur, probably. Right. Most yeah. entrepreneurs don't really have resumes. Yeah. 
When's just the, like when's the, young, the last time you wrote a resume, it's probably for a nonprofit board. Right? Actually. Yeah. Just like the uh, just like in business. I mean, I think if you you know that younger generation, if they can get plugged into some of these nonprofits and are allowed to really bring their ideas to the table and their influence with their generation, then that you know could be mutual, mutual mutually beneficial. But I agree. Like, don't just do it just to do it because buddy it is it can be a time suck. it is yeah. it and, is. and there's Absolutely. a lot of people on those boards and we all know yeah that are getting a paycheck and it's an hour out of the office and th yeah they're not real and when you're young i mean we've got young families you know i mean that's the, that's, that's a the tough flip balance. side that's a tough it's because balance. when you get asked to um to join something like that i mean you want to i certainly want to do my best and give the time but you know you got Joe Smith next to you, who's 65, and he's retired, and he's got grandkids, he's not got, kids to worry about. He's got plenty of time. He's yeah. kind of coming to have coffee and visit right. and see the crew. So. I'll tell you another cool thing that you do a great job of, like the Boy Scouts. You're heavily involved with the Boy Scouts. You just did this cool dinner with celebrity mm -hmm. waiters and stuff. You're getting people, like I would have never like done anything with the Boy Scouts or known anything, and I've gotten to know Jeff and all that right. through you being involved. You've brought people that are not in the Boy Scout world to them. Have to. They can help I mean, on different God, projects. I mean, yeah, because all these organizations, I mean, Shreveport's fighting for, again, a smaller pot, fighting for resources. It's all about that cross-pollination. It is. Just about the business There's deal. some get great more. things. There's some great things going on here that if you'll just get out there, pick the one that you want to serve. Yeah, where are you and, passionate? And, yeah, take it. Yeah. Be passionate about it and go do it. And they make a lot of positive impact, and, mm. and so have you. And we, we appreciate what you, you've done, and I, I think you're one of the role models, and I think you guys have said it. The net, we need to figure a way to get the next generation. Step up. Let your voice be heard. Participate. Because I'm going to tell you, we can all sit around and we can bash sure. all oh. we want, okay? Any given day, you can bash something, but that's not moving the needle. That's my challenge to our generation. And I think we're doing better than our parents' generation. Yeah. But I would challenge them further. Don't be the bashers. I, I played golf at, in an Eastridge golf tournament the other day with two young guys. Neither one of them was from here, married in to Shreveport, whatever. Yeah. And they wanted to mouth about, you know, politics and everything else and i'm not going to engage you in that like no. like that is it's a not waste a path of to be time. successful if here. you don't have something positive to tell me i really don't have time right okay? no i'm it, hitting my I'm, shot that's right i'm focusing on that pin right there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. well guys this has been a great conversation thank y'all for having Grant, me we're gonna bring you back cool okay because the these are hard topics but we need to say them and yep. as young people come to Dave, I mean, what they're doing at EAP is awesome. And having mentors like you in the community just to connect those people to is, Absolutely. is huge. Absolutely. Love it. Thanks, guys. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you all.